Welcome back to the Soren Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Braden, and as always, I am joined by that pineapple who does not live under the sea, Alan Pena. Alan, how are we doing today? Um, survived another day, um, and the reason why I say this um, is because yesterday I, I had the opportunity to do something I'm only going to do once, and there's this place, burger place here in Idaho. Where we live, it's called Big Juds. And <laughs> the hamburger challenge, didn't you? Yes, I did. And I finished it with about two minutes and fifty-eight seconds left. So I was I thought I was not gonna survive. Um but I did it and I thought I was gonna throw up, but so far, uh been pretty good been able to walk a um, couple laps with um, with my dog and my wife was there watching it she was amazed and from there she's like are you gonna do this again with the two pounds no just one and done <laughs> yeah I haven't tried that challenge yet myself I hear it's really terrible though it is <laughs> about three fourths of the way done and you're like why yeah it is <laughs> There, luckily, there was someone else doing it, and I overheard him say, didn't complete it. <laughs> yeah, I even thought about throwing the white towel as well, but at the end of the day, I kept going, and yeah, been been pretty good. Uh, haven't been throwing up, which is good news, and just taking it lightly, pretty much just had eggs and cereal, and that's it, really. Well, all right then. <laughs> yeah. But if there's others that want to do it, that's up to you guys. I'm not going to encourage that. But if you guys <laughs> want to do it, that's your choice. I'll just be like, okay, welcome to the club. All right. <laughs> well, great. Well, today we we got a fun little topic going on. And I think, Alan, what we'll do is I'm going to spring this on you. We're going to make a... It's a little fun for our YouTube viewer, and uh, we are going to get everybody ready with a fun playoff hype video that I've made. And if you're going to, be, when we, it'll be on YouTube later th th this weekend. So go ahead and check it out. But here we go. You ready, on? I'm ready. Let's get ready for some playoff baseball. Can you hear that? Oh, I can hear it. Okay, let me just double check. Zoom will be able to hear it because that'll be an issue. All right, let's try this again. There we go. The pitch from Acevedo, a drive deep to right field, down the line, the Mariners win this game 2-1, the dream lives, they're going to the playoffs. 
marathon of a season is reaching its penultimate end. The chase for the commissioner's trophy has begun. The box of doom. And Freeman sends one to deep center field. Racing back is Grisham. At the track. At the wall. He leaps. And it is gone to tie the game. 12 teams. One winner. 11 losers. Who will it be? The Dodgers winning over 110 games in the season and the 2020 bubble season champs. The Braves, last year's champion. Do they have what it takes to be the first team since the Dynasty Yankees to go back-to-back? How about them Yankees, who made it to the ALCS recently, but have fallen to better Astros teams? And those Astros? Well, they're seeking the proof that they can win it cleanly in the wake of the trash can cheating scandal. And how about those Seattle Mariners? The drought is finally over. And the last time they made the playoffs, they made a lot of noise. Can they make their first World Series? The Guardians, after the name change, will it bring luck to the Cleveland Baseball Club? How about them fighting Phils? Not making the playoffs since 2011, but behind Real Muto, Harper, and Schwarber, along with the better pitching staff, how will they do in their postseason return? And those Padres are once again Slam Diego, and they are in the playoffs. Do they finally break free and make a long run without their superstar shortstop Tatis? At the time of this video, we already know two of the eventual losing teams. Toronto, after going up 8-1 in the fifth inning of the second wildcard game, lost out, becoming that second eliminated team. And the Rays, well, they couldn't make it past the Guardians. Maybe thus far, that new name has brought luck to the team. The Cardinals lose out to the Phils. The swan song for Wainwright, Molina, and Pujols has ended without yet another ring to bring home that trophy in St. Louis. Another team that won 100 games in New York, the Mets, who lost the division and then lost a wild card to the Padres. The rest of the field is officially set. The hunt continues. Who you got? Left side, Swanson to first. All right, Alan, we've seen it. We've debuted it on the podcast. What Does that get you hyped for this playoff season? Oh, it has. It has, really. Um, once, obviously, the Dodgers won their 114th game. It's kind of like they got to 100. It's like, you know what? Let's see what's happening. And I'm really excited and have not been disappointed so far in what we've seen in these playoffs. And it just gets you hyped, no matter – even if your team is not in it, it still gets you hyped one way or another. Right? And, like, when you look at a lot of teams, you know, my team's out of it. But you, when your team's out of it, you can appreciate storylines a lot more. You know, I don't root for St. Louis, but I was wanting them to do well because of the swan song of Saint Louis, in St. Louis of Wainwright, Molina, and Pujols all ending Hall of Fame-level careers after this year's playoffs were done. You know, last time the Mariners were in the playoffs, they made it all the way to the 2001 ALCS, who eventually would lose it to, of course, those Dynasty Yankees. So you look at it, there's tons of storylines in in this year's playoffs that as a fan, you can really appreciate. You know, the Mariners are really young. Last time the team was there in that playoff round, they almost made the World Series. They have yet to make one. Can this team do it? They have yet to make one, let alone win one. If they make it, can they then win it? The Guardians, super young team. Like in that video, what's the name change going to do for the Guardians? I mean, so far, it seems to have brought them luck. They made the playoffs as AL Central champs, if I remember correctly. Yes. 
And here they are after the wild card doing pretty good against the Yankees. You know, and there is a precedent of young teams making World Series. They have when it, there is when it's always not a given, but almost pretty much you'll get young teams. They'll go on these hot streaks and they're in the World Series. Now, most of them has lost. Only one of them, the 1986 New York Mets, have been the only team that have had a young team and have won the World Series. But there is precedent to seeing that happen. Can they do it since they are the youngest in the postseason? Well, anything goes. They have the house money, even though they're down one nothing. but anything can happen. Right, and... Who are they playing? They're playing the Yankees. Yankees haven't made the World Series at all since 2009, right? They haven't won it since then either. But also, the Yankees' offense really relies on Aaron Aaron Judge, excuse me, and the long home run fly ball. Without those two players or two things, you know, Judge hitting phenomenal, you know, already has the AL record of 62 home runs. The the judge clip you saw was him hitting his sec- 62nd home run, by the way. And you look at that, you see what's going on, and you just go, okay, there's each team has flaws, but especially with the Yankees, how's that offense going to perform? That's a major question. It's not just the offense. I believe the offense is fine. But to me, like always, always, who else other than Garrett Cole is going to be that guy? Who else? Because pitching in the postseason, that's when it starts kicking in. That's when you're like, all right, I got I to gotta bring in the best. And it's been the Achilles heel for the Yankees. They, they know they can score a bunch of runs. But you know, Braden, in the postseason, you've got to have to win. You're going to have games where you're not going to score eight runs. You're probably going to score three or two or even one. What could be 1-0? That's where your pitching will have to be at its best. And that's why I've been a believer. Pitching is what's going to get you to the Wolves, probably even winning it. Just ask the San Francisco Giants. Those mm-hmm. three World Series they won. Why did, why did they win? Bumgarner. <laughs> well, not just him. Well, not just him, but he, he was basically a large part of why that. I know, but I'm talking the three, like mm-hmm. – like from 10 and 12 pitching. Oh, yeah. And that carried them over. I can name you a bunch of teams who have won because of pitching. So, like, this is, this is, and then plus, I don't understand the whole Aaron Judge batting leadoff. I feel it's like, I think he should be batting third, but hey, maybe Aaron Boone knows something that I don't or that we don't. So, we're going to find out from there. Right. And I mean, we look at the playoffs so far and, you look at what happened in Toronto, and I mean, you look at the rally shoe. I've heard, obviously, I've heard of the rally hat. Alan, have you heard of a rally shoe? No, I think I, I don't think anyone but Seattle could have maybe invented this, right? And I'm watching this Blue Jays Mariners game two of the wild card, and all of a sudden, I see Mariners fans putting shoes on their head, the rally caps going, and for whatever reason, it worked. <laughs> Down 8-1 in the fifth inning. Kevin Glossman gets taken out. Relief pitching starts. Eighth inning, it all is blown apart. And now the Blue Jays are looking in, playing golf. 
And so these playoffs, they they have these stories, guys. And you pick the storylines you want to follow as the playoffs continue. You know, like these Astros, great team. You know, they're a lot of the pieces that were on that 2017 set 2017 team have moved on. Right. Like, so now it just comes to can this team basically not necessarily erase that the cheating scandal, but can they move help everyone in the sport move past it? Right now, obviously, there's going to be some butthurt fans that if the Astros win it, they're going to be like, hey, they're cheating again. You know, you're going to get that no matter what, especially if the Astros win it. Now, the Astros did make it back to the World Series last year to lose to the Braves. And I think it was game six. Yes, six games. But can they finally win another one? You know, they have the team to do it. Verlander's back. They needed him last year. He's doing great in these playoffs so far. So can they bring can he help lead that team and that young pitching core back to the to baseball's promised land? You know, and unfortunately, I think one of the better storylines throughout all of the postseason was the Cardinals, you know, with Molina, Pujols, and Yachty. You can't, or not Yachty, I said him twice, Wainwright. <laughs> um, you know, they exemplified winning baseball in St. Louis for a number of years, decades. And now their, their careers are over. You know, you wanted them to go back out on top and you can argue they did in the playoffs, you know, for them, that's probably what they would have wanted to do. Go out in the playoffs, if not win it. So you can argue they went out on top, Mm -hmm. but you would have loved to see them win one more ring, you know, but the playoffs are here. We're all hyped. You know, we're going to review the playoffs more as they continue. There's not a whole lot to the playoffs today um, that we want to add other than just say playoff baseball is here. Let's get hyped. Let's go. Um, but Alan, why don't you introduce the main topic of today's podcast? Well, um, we did talk about international stars in the postseason. And so far, they have not shined away from that spotlight. None. And I think uh, one of those guys I want, uh, I think we, we must highlight um, is, is Jordan Alvarez from Houston. Like hitting that walk off, which pretty much I would say, I think he's the new, like he should be discussed as one of the new faces of baseball. Mm-hmm. Out of nowhere from Cuba and came in. Brought power, but now also I think he is. We're starting to see that guy's not afraid of of the stage. We've seen him, and it's time to take him seriously. This is a guy that I believe could take that torch that Albert Pujols had for a while, as long as he stays healthy. I think this is a guy who we could actually do some damage later as as his career moves forward. No, right. I totally agree. Jordan Alvarez, you know, he's doing great things in Houston. He's part of that secondary core, which has helped lead Houston to continued success. I mean, there's no doubt about it. He's part of that core. He's leaving them on. Excuse me. And Houston's having great success. While we're talking about stars in the playoffs currently, my pick for AL Rookie of the Year, Julio Rodriguez, right, from the Dominican Republic, you know, yeah, he the main reason the Mariners were even in contention for the playoffs 
and then made it was because of Julio Rodriguez. I, I would award him the Rookie of the Year. Hey, he not just put up great numbers, but he led them. He They win. They got into the playoffs. They ended the draft. And that really should be considered, hey, you know what? He got them to the playoffs and did well. Give him that award. I think I agree. He was tremendous. I especially once I saw him when he did in the second half. I'm like, man, this guy's something else. Like, it's like baseball. It's just keep being in great hands, pretty much each year. And those guys, that like with no exception, who especially Julio, they have really. He has really, like, I think the manners will be in good hands. For a long time, as long as they they keep they keep everything together and add to to that core that that Seattle currently has, so I would say yes, give him the rookie of the year, the AL rookie of the year. Why not? Right. And while we're not necessarily discussing rookie of the year picks yet, we'll discuss that at, you know as the award season gets closer. It is worth noting, Rodriguez J Rod, you know. Part of the reason Mariners are there, it's not just because of Cal Raleigh's walk-off home run and the last possible moment against Oakland to clinch the playoffs to send, obviously, Seattle there, ending the drought. But it's large in part due to J-Rod helping them, leading that team, like you mentioned, Alan, to winning games. That's what it's all about. And so, and he is just the next star coming from the Dominican Republic. And the Dominican Republic has brought many, many stars into baseball. And I think, Alan, it's time we talk about that Mount Rushmore of our picks for the four largest stars, the four faces of Dominican Republic baseball. Now, there's two ways we could do it. We could do it those current, or we could do it those, you know, overall. And I think for now, we're just going to do it overall. Yeah. I would start, like, I, if I were going to do an honorable mention, um, I think the one person we should mention is uh, Felipe Alou. Mm-hmm. Uh, his, his son, Moises, played in the majors, but so did him. And he, if you, you could, like, we always talk about Jackie Robinson breaking the color barrier for Major League Baseball. I believe, like, Felipe was there when that happened. So you could say he was one of the first Dominicans to break into the majors and have had success as a player. And also he had success as a manager, like leading those expos in 94 to a great record. And who knows if they probably could have won the, won the world series, who knows, but what he has done in the Dominican Republic is unbelievable that now, one of their fields bears his name. That goes to show his contribution. So I like to mention him as a honorable mention for Felipe Alou. Right, and you know, he, I, he's just that name is when you think of Dominican baseball, that's one of the names you think of. And like you said, Alan, he did so many great things for the sport, and he helped lead into a lot of these players that we're going to put on this Mount Rushmore, if you will, of Dominican Republic baseball players. And I couldn't have thought of a better, you know, honorable mention than that. So, Alan, 
for face number one of this Mount Rushmore, who are you going to put on there? I'm going to start with the pitcher. Played for the Giants sometime in the 60s. Juan Marichal. Like the kick, the kick leg was unbelievable. Even though he played for those Giants, he was still tremendous. I feel he's underrated just because he played in the decade where you had Bob Gibson, who dominant. Like you can't question that. And led the Cardinals to multiple World Series. Bob Feller as well, that era, still killing that. Whitey Ford at that time for the Yankees were also dominant. I feel that he should be mentioned. He is my first Mount Rushmore to add just because, like, the guy as a pitcher, like, good luck. Good luck pitching against this guy because it's one of those that, like, might as well not waste your time because he will figure you out and get you quickly. So I would say Juan Marichal uh, will be the first one in my, my Mount Rushmore as far as Dominican players is are concerned right and i think he's a great pick you know overall and i think for me he'd be in that honorable mention um you know he like you said he he kind of knew how to get players pit these hitters out and he did so in an era like you mentioned now with bob gibson bob gibson bob feller whitey ford where all these other pitchers are doing great things as well i mean the 60s you know we're we're in that live ball era but we're still at the younger end of it. So pitching is still dominant. And he found a way to be dominant in an era where it was really hard. But for me, I think that first phase of that, this Mount Rushmore has to go to Pedro Martinez. You know, back-to-back Cy Young. Oh, he's in mind. He's in mind already. No, right. But for me, he's that first pick, right? Back-to-back Cy Young's back in back-to-back years where the Yankees are dominant, right? He played for the Boston Red Sox, you know, and that might, and some might say, oh, that elevates him. But no, it doesn't. If he, he could have played for any team and he would have been this dominant, I think. He revolutionized, in my opinion, pitching in the modern era. Without Pedro Martinez, I don't think pitching, especially pitchers from the Dominican, but pitching overall in the sport of baseball, I don't think it's the same. He had that velocity, right? Like mm-hmm. he had that control, but the velocity behind that control you couldn't players could not hit that fastball. Right. Like if, and if they did, it was gone, but they just couldn't hit it. And he found ways to keep ERA down to the twos and ones, even, you know, on that Cy Young level pitching, he revolutionized pitching and what it meant to be a pitcher in this, in, in the sport of baseball. And he helped, he was part of that 2014 that eventually broke the curse of the Bambino. Like he helped bring in a World Series to Boston, the first one in over a hundred years. So if we look at that, I think he's, if not one of the first face, I think when you think of Dominican ball players, I you you think of Pedro Martinez. Yeah, I totally agree. If it, like I I've always been amazed with with Pedro. Uh the guy like even with the Expos, when he got Traded to the Expos, that's when we saw, okay, this guy's something else. Like, because with the Dodgers, yeah, pretty good. Obviously got shadowed. Like his brother, his older brother was pitching there, so he got most of the um most of the hype. But once he left, got to Montreal, then that's when we saw, oh, this is 
this is this guy's unbelievable and and he did that's why what what Pedro did it's like pretty much you have to bring your best against him otherwise he he's going to strike you out i think there's something about these dominican players that they're they not just to bring that heat but also like they make you think when you are on the plate so pretty much pedro like like i said he is in he is in my mount rushmore along with uh, juan marichal so i agree 100% right and i think you know like you said he just the way he's one of the top few you think of when it comes to Dominican Republic baseball players. It's Pedro, and then it's some of these other guys we're going to mention. So, Alan, you had two spots filled out. I'm going to fill out my second spot here, and I'm going to put on Big Poppy, David Ortiz. You know, obviously, David Ortiz wouldn't have been to Boston, become the player he would have become, were it not for Pedro Martinez, who helped usher in Ortiz in free agency to Boston Martinez knowing what Boston needed. So without big, mm-hmm. and so when you think of Dominican players, I think of two players, number one, Pedro Martinez and big poppy, David Ortiz. I think when it comes to Dominican baseball, there's so many players and so many you want to put up here and deservedly so, but you only got room for four spots. <laughs> and yeah. I think having, this for any of these four spots not filled by Pedro Martinez or David Ortiz is a crime. Yeah, I agree. And I think even after Pedro left, David still kept it going. Like mm-hmm. even when there were some years that the Red Sox did not make the playoffs, that leadership he brought, he it was tremendous. Especially uh, this happened while I uh, didn't watch the 2013 season due to uh, was serving uh, a mission, but anyway, I got to hear what happened in 2013 with the bombings uh, during the Boston Marathon and how he brought everybody, brought Boston together. This is that, our city. Yeah, him saying that, and that changes everything. That sh- that really catapulted not just in our Mount Rushmore of Dominican players, but I think now you could say. He's in the Mount Rushmore of Boston sports. Oh, yeah. By far because of that. And leading them to, what, four, seven, to three World Series titles for the Red Sox? At least three. So four, oh, seven, and 13. Yeah, that's three. Yes. Like, he should be up there. The, the Not just the great player, but leadership in, in tough situations and kept that going and that that's something sometimes we don't see in baseball players that leadership and he he was able to do that and I agree yeah Mount Rushmore all the way for David Ortiz absolutely well great so I guess uh you have three players there now so um yeah you got Marichal Martinez and Ortiz Ortiz uh uh-huh who are you putting on there next? Pujols. Albert right. Pujols. Absolutely. You have to. Like, the all-time leader in home runs for Latin players. Latin players. And what he did, like, 
from the beginning on, I would say, like, I think, to be honest, if he would have kept playing with the current format of now DH, I think we would have looked at our all-time home run king in Albert Pujols if he wanted to. Yeah. Because of this format. That would have been tremendous. And it, But what he has done, not just as a, like – as a ball player, but also in the community, like his foundation, what they've done, like both in St. Louis and Anaheim and other places he's been. But, but yes, you mentioned it. He was part of that core of the Cardinals for a while. And that's why they've had the success, even without him. But his presence was felt there in St. Louis. And what he has done is unbelievable. 700 and what, three home runs all time. Like, I don't know. Hopefully, we do see another Latin player get there. I do want to see that. But to for Albert Pujols to do it, it's tremendous. He will stand third all time in home runs. Third. Or no. Hold on. Probably four. That's fourth. Never mind. Top four in home runs. That speaks a lot of his consistency, how he takes care of himself. And how he approaches the game. So that's why to me, it was tough. But I think what Albert did, that's why he's number four for me. Albert Pujols. That completes my my, my run Rushmore as far as Dominican baseball players. And it's tough because I spent a lot. Mm-hmm. But the, There's still so lot. many currently playing. And that's why I thought yes. you got to separate it. This is just all time. All time. And- and past players. We will do a future or current and slash future one eventually. Yeah. Oh, he's on that Mount Rushmore. You can't debate that. Yes. Not only is he the Latin home run leader, he's in the more elusive 700 home run club. Hank Aaron. Oh, crap. Babe Ruth. Uh, Barry Bonds. Right. Great players. All home run kings. Now you add in the Latin home run king of... Albert Pujols, we might not see 700 home runs hit for a long time, guys. And Albert Pujols, he did it. And while his career's over, he's in the Hall of Fame. And he's on this Mount Rushmore. And for me, it's a toss-up for this last one because, you know, there's there's so many players. You know, Juan Marichal, he could be on there for me. Felipe Alou, like you mentioned. But for me, I think it, this fourth spot, I can't decide between Vladimir Guerrero Sr., and Adrian Beltre. Yeah. Because that I get it. I, I because I think fun. of when I think of players, especially, you know, players I I've seen, but also players from the Dominican. Beltre, longtime Texas Ranger, Dodger, what have you, great player all around. I don't think he ever won that World Series, but he appeared in some and helped lead the Rangers to back some World Series. They just ran into better teams. And I want to say both times it was against the Cardinals. <laughs> it was the Giants and the Cardinals. Well, and there you go. So, but they they made it two World Series, largely because of Adrian Beltre. Vladimir Guerrero, also another phenomenal player that I don't think baseball would be the same without. And you could argue that for all these guys. But I can't decide between either one. So I'm going to put it as like a tie. <laughs> mm-hmm. And if I were to pick who I saw more and lean towards that, I saw more of Beltre than Guerrero. So if I had to 
you know, ringing my arm here. I'm putting Beltray on that, that Mount Rushmore. And it's just because I've seen him play. I saw what he could do. Not only the defense that he brought to third base and the excellency he brought there, but that bat that he helped use to lead the Rangers to, I believe it was back-to-back appearances. But if it weren't for Beltray, the Rangers wouldn't have made it to the World Series in the, at all. So I think, you know, he if not an honorable mention, he's on there for me. That's fair. Yeah, that's that's not a bad list either. Obviously, look, I've seen Guerrero play mm-hmm. a lot just because of the proximity where I grew up and all. And they were part of the Expos outstanding, but with the Angels, that's when he took off won the MVP in 2004 and was consistent and was one of the few guys who, if the ball will hit low, you know what? I'm going to hit it out of here. And he's done that. Mm-hmm. Which I'm like, man, that low pitch and you're hitting it out of here, like that's unique. So I'm just telling you what Guerrero did just because I got to see him. But Beltre's not a bad pick either because, yes, what he is, he's still beloved in, in – the Rangers organization. Yeah. Like I've had people when I left there, talk to me about Beltra. It's like, Oh yeah. Like every time when he shows up, Oh, it's a standing ovation. Like he, he's one of our guys. So just hearing that uh, from Rangers fans, it's actually like, Oh, that's cool. And, and they, they have, I think they have one of his jerseys hanged up, not retired. Not yet. Not, not, not yet, but they have one of his jerseys there. And, and I see people take a picture with it just because of how beloved Adrian was to to the in 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 Arlington and and, and in that community. So I would say I, either way, you can't go wrong. Either way, either way, and you can you could swap Beltre out for Garawa and vice versa. But I think for me, they're up there. I just can't decide between either one. But I lean towards Beltre because unlike Alan, I didn't see Guerrero play living in Colorado, watching, you know, Colorado baseball a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, we're starting to wind down. We're running at a little bit of time. We'll we'll hit the button. But Alan, what do we got coming up next? We just talked about f- amazing baseball hype for the playoffs and four, five. Well, I lost count, but a lot of amazing Dominican baseball players that have revolutionized the way we look at, look at MLB baseball. So Alan, what do we got coming up next? Well, coming up next, um, well, we do have hockey season has started. And as you can see, Mr. Braden wearing his avalanche, it was banner night yesterday. (laughs) We'll see how, we'll see how that goes. Uh, The NBA again, we're a couple of weeks. Next week is the opener. And also some baseball postseason coming up as well, some start starting. So just hang on tight as we talk all of it, or maybe bits by piece. So we're not throwing the whole food at you, but still throwing piece by piece. So that way you can still think about it and and get in get in this discussion because that is that is how we roll at Soren Sports at Pineapple Twenty Two Media and just taking it one step at a time. Right. I couldn't have said it better myself, guys. If you like what we did with this Dominican Republic baseball Mount Rushmore, we'd let us know. We'd love to do this for other sports, not only the other sports, but also other countries within baseball. You know, Japan, lots of great Japanese players, Korea, 
Um, Canada has great ones. Larry Walker is on that Canadian Mount Rushmore. So let us know how you what you thought of it. Reach out. And guys, just have fun. It's a great time for sports. Fall is perhaps the best time for sports. You got hockey starting, basketball starting, baseball is in its prime with the playoffs. So guys, like Alan said, we got a lot coming. Stay tuned. Check out our socials. We're going to have that baseball hype video we played at the beginning of this podcast posted to not only our YouTube, but TikTok and other social media pages. So keep an eye out for that. Yeah, and stay positive. Thank <laughs> you.